a lot of times we think what most people think defeating negativity is actually not it. Especially if you're in the personal development in this world, a lot of times defeating negativity becomes about appearing positive. It becomes an appearance game as in if I can act positive enough, I'll appear positive and then I'll feel positive enough. There is some truth to that, maybe 5%, maybe 10%. I'm making up numbers, by the way. But really, in my experience and what I've seen with my clients, defeating negativity is a whole other game. It's consistent work. And why is it important? Because when we're kind of held by negativity, I will qualify what negativity is. It could be an internal thing or it could be an external thing. Internally, we could be stuck in our own thoughts. We could be stuck in our own emotions. We could feel overwhelmed. We could feel disconnected. We could feel numb. We could feel um, like nobody cares. And, and that, can, that can affect how we show up in our life. Externally, it could be in response to something that's actually happening, or sometimes it doesn't have to be in response. We wake up like that in the morning and we, we don't know why we feel like that. But then in other circumstances, we run into a rude person and that can create negativity in our life, which what, what does it mean? We react to that situation. And we don't know why we're reacting a lot of times. We justify it in our mind as that, well, that person did that. So I'm going to feel like this because that person did that to me. And, and I mean, it doesn't show up like that, but we feel that way. Like that somebody was rude, we react a certain way. Or let's say something happens in your life. You have a business challenge that's happening. Your deals are not working. Your outreach is not working. You're trying to build a business, but it's a hard process. You're trying to connect with people around you in your personal life, but that's a difficult process. That's life. And, and here's the challenge there is that we live in a world where some odd reason, especially in the Western world, we're taught to avoid these kind of situations. But I would say it is these kind of situations, whether it be internal or external, that builds our character. It builds resiliency. It builds our ability to deal with more difficult circumstances. And why is that important? Well, think about anything that's worth doing, anything that's worth doing, whether that's building a career or a business, whether that's building relationship with, with somebody in your life, with your kids, with your spouse, with a friend. Think about how much you need to go through to build that trust, connection, that level of depth that you can have in that relationship, the kind of a business where you're thriving. It takes a lot of going through things for you to get to a point where you feel like, okay, now I have somewhat of a handle on this thing. And a lot of times we associate that with, oh, well, when the circumstances change, I feel a certain way. No, actually, the reality is that we are training our own mind to deal with circumstances in a better way. There's this excerpt, I, think I heard this from Jordan Peterson, who says this, is that life is tough. Life can be tough. There are a lot of challenges that come up. There's illness, there's death, there's relationship challenges. There are business challenges, there are financial challenges, there are economical challenges. There, there are, I mean, think about pandemic, how many things people went through recently. Think about the economy situation right now, how many people are dealing with a loss of job and so many other things. And just normal human existence, people are dealing with depression, stress, overwhelm, so many things. That's not unique per se to this point in time. 
it might be a little bit more amplified, but that has been part of human existence for as far as you can remember. There have been stressors in different ways. If it's not the economy, we were dealing with predators. If it was not predators, we were dealing with famine and hunger. If it wasn't that, we're dealing with some natural disaster. If it wasn't that, it was something else that are normal patterns of human life, such as somebody gets sick in our family. Like just this past week and a half, my both of my kids have been sick. They've been throwing up like no tomorrow. I don't know what kind of bug they caught. And, and they're both little, like watching them be so helpless, it affects me. And how I react to that matters a lot in how I show up with you. It matters a lot in how I process my own state. It matters a lot in how I think about my business. It matters a lot in how I connect with my spouse. It's not the situation itself. It's how I react to that. And, and the reason why I'm framing it like this is that much of negativity Dealing with negativity or overcoming negativity is about building resilience. It's not about appearing positive. And here's the assumption around. The assumption is that our natural state is actually fairly positive. I mean, think about kids. Like think of an average kid just going about his or her day. They're playing with one thing, another thing, and they stump their toe or they fell and they cry for a few minutes. And once they deal with that, assuming it's not something life-threatening or something like that, they feel just fine. They go back to the positive state, which is happy, joyful, curious, excited on that side. That is the same state that you have. There is no difference between you and a kid. The only difference is that we've been taught to kind of look at life in a very odd way, that life needs to give us something to, for us to feel better. Actually, life doesn't need to give us anything. In fact, there are a lot of people who go through consistent challenges in their life. We don't know why. Why? Because we don't actually understand the world very, very much. We probably, if we were to do a conservative estimate, we probably understand maybe a percentage, a percent. And this was, a, this was an estimate that was created by some of the leading futuristic scientists or physicists who said that we might understand 1% per of the universe that we live in, might. I think that even that is very egotistic to say, to be honest, because we only understand a little corner of our own little world as a species. Now, one individual perspective is even worse. We have no idea what the hell is going on. Right now, there could be a meteor coming through, an asteroid coming towards Earth, and we would have no idea about it if the authorities don't say anything. That's on the negative side, but it could be a lot of positive things happening. We have no idea about it. We only know about our, our little world and whatever connections we have around us, right? So what does that mean? That means there needs to be, first of all, humbleness that we know very little. Second, we need to understand, well, why is life a certain way? We understand certain patterns about life. Think about, and I want to give you some visuals around this, and I'll go into the points for you guys. I have some specific points for you to think about. Think about a deer in the forest. Think about a deer just grazing around. And for some reason, it has a human thought. I'm just making up crap. But the, the human thought might be is like, man, I wish I wasn't hunted by the tiger. And let's say that wish came true. And the tiger disappeared. And then after a little while, first of all, deer is having fun, jumping around, having grass and everything. 
after a while, after having eaten so much and it's not running around because it's not challenged to do anything else, it starts to eat more and more and starts to gain weight. And after it gains weight, it cannot compete within its own area. For example, deers have to compete for mating rights. It cannot do that. It's getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And once it does happen, then that affects its survival. Now I'm making, painting a very extreme picture here. That tiger was life trying to train deer to be resilient. I get that it's an extreme picture, but generally speaking, life gives us situations. You want to say God gives us situation, life gives us situation, however you want to frame it for us to train to be better. And going back to what I was sharing about Jordan Peterson, what he said was that life is tough, but how do you know you're not tougher than life? And that's what got me to think about this really deeply. And, and he gave a bunch of examples. And when you actually look at some people, they have actually conquered a lot of aspects of who they are, how they show up in their life, despite their difficult circumstances, despite their challenges, they can be happy. They can be connected. They can feel purposeful. But when you look at them, they're dealing with a lot. How do they do it? Resilience. And that's what I want to frame this at is that defeating negativity comes with building ourselves up, not necessarily changing everything to suit our comfort. Now, it's good to have some comfort levels, but that resilience can take us very far. It can help us show up better in our family. It can help us show up better as entrepreneurs. It can help us show up better as partners. I mean, think about a spouse, husband, wife relationship or an intimate relationship that you're in. It is not easy to be with another person. I don't know, <laughs> but whoever is in a relationship, is that an easy process? No matter how long you've been with that person, I haven't found it to be easy. In fact, every person I've talked to, there are challenges they go through just to get to know that person. In fact, I would say as far as, uh, I would go as far as my assumption is that the reason I am with my wife is not because to be happy, it's to grow. Happiness is my responsibility. The growth is part of the relationship. If I can't be happy, it doesn't matter what she does. I will not be happy. But we are a mirror for each other to grow as human beings. We challenge each other's thoughts. We support each other. We encourage each other. There are positive and negative aspects of that. But the resilience and the relationship builds once we have that intention. Hey, despite all these challenges, we get to hold each other's hand and do our best to move forward. And sometimes it's not even do our best, do what is required to move forward. And so I wanna go through a few points for you guys to think through around this. What builds that resilience? Well, a lot of times when we look at a specific situation, the, a given situation, for example, you woke up and let's say your internet is not working. I've had that happen to me. Like my whole business is online and internet does not work. And I'm like, that's not working. I go drive to the coffee shop. My phone is not working. There's Wi-Fi within an hour. Everybody storms to the coffee shop. That happened for like two days. There was no internet. I had to cancel everything. I'm like, okay, I could be really negative about that. But I'm like, okay, let me pause. This is one day in the grand scheme of things. And that's where I want to get you guys to understand that everything comes down to your vision and purpose. And that's why I stress on this a lot is that when you 
understand that big picture, any challenge that comes your way, you can even ask yourself, am I going to care about this in about three years? In about two years? Am I even going to give it another thought? If not, move on. What else do I need to do to build that vision? Who do I need to become? How do I need to approach this? What is important to me in that vision? If I see a happy, connected, fulfilled person, what do I need to do to live that right now? What would make me more purposeful? These are questions to ask yourself. But as soon as you kind of move out of your current zone, you understand that that's just a challenge for today. Not for the next three months, not for the next one year or five years. And that will keep things in perspective if you can pull back enough. This is why it's important for you to have breaks in your day. It's important to have thinking time. It's important to have processing time for a lot of the things that you do, whether those are buffer times on your calendar, whether that's a morning routine, evening routine, or time for you to decompress, whatever it is, give yourself the space to do that and reconnect with what you're trying to do in life. Because as soon as you lose sight of that, everything is difficult. <laughs> everything is challenging. Every day there's a new issue that you need to deal with. That's just life. That is the nature of life. Now, that doesn't mean we suffer through life. It just means that we understand that life has a way of doing things. And we are responding by saying, hey, you know what? I can still create this thing. And in fact, that's what makes humans human, is that we don't just react based on impulse. We can actually create something. We can put a pause on the impulse. We can delay gratification. We can do a lot of amazing things. Think about fasting. Human beings are able to fast for days on end. How are we able to do? Because our instinct will be to go eat. So how are we able to do that? Because we have the power to do that. And that's what's one of the few things that's very unique about human beings. So the other one is, and this connects to what we're talking about, is the resilience piece is facing challenges rather than avoiding them. I cannot tell you that one of the most common themes in pretty much every person, including myself that I've seen, is that we tend, to, more specifically, our mind wants to avoid pain. So anything that's challenging, will avoid it. So whether that's a tough conversation we need to have, or we need to reconnect with somebody that we haven't connected with for a while, or we need to reach out to a business for our business, or reach out to a person to move our business forward, these are uncomfortable things. Or we have a habit or an addiction or something. We cannot face it. We avoid it by doing something else. We distract ourselves. We know we need to make a very a life-changing decision where we put it on hold. We delay it. We procrastinate. Or we just wake up in the morning. I have like 50,000 things to do. I'm just going to get busy doing that. But I know that in the back of that long list, there's one thing one thing or two things that will actually move my business forward or my life forward. It could be, let me go connect with this person. Let me call this person that I haven't called in a while, or let me connect with that group, or let me call this business that I've been avoiding for a while, or let me take this action. And then it might, in the moment, it might feel negative, so this is why it's so confusing because people avoid feeling negative. So they avoid the circumstances that creates that reaction. But when you actually go towards it, you realize that you actually have the strength and the, the power to do that. You just need to feel it. You just need to move through it. 
And that comes with intention. This one is really important. Reframe your thoughts and language. One of the things I listen to with my clients is when they're talking is what kind of language are they using? Usually the language that they use is the language that they have heard since childhood or the language that they hear around them now. So they will talk about themselves in very demeaning ways, such as, you know, I'm so stupid. I should have done this thing. I don't know why other people can do this, but I can't. Now, look at the pattern of that language. It's self-abusing language. It's self-deprecating language in the sense that we put ourselves down. But we're not doing that. We've just heard the, these thoughts in our environment when other people have used it and we've associated emotions with it. And when we say it with conviction, it actually feels real to our mind. So what do we do? We act on those things without realizing it. So we can reframe that language when we say that, man, instead of saying, I suck at this business, you know what? I'm learning to grow. I have a little bit of time that I need to spend on this. I need to consistently work on this, but it's going to take me a little bit of time, but I'm learning to grow. Instead of saying, man, I don't know why other people can connect with other people, but I can't. Well, you know what? I'm trying. I have the intention to, it's just a skill set. I just need to keep doing it. That is a very different frame. I mean, you might think that, oh, well, why does that make a difference? Try it and see what you feel in both instances. One of them will make you feel empowered. The other one will make you feel defeated. And when you feel defeated, what do you do? Your emotions get overwhelmed. You sit in your spot, either not do anything or distract yourself or just go do something else that doesn't serve. That is why reframing your thoughts are incredibly important. So what that means is that, first of all, you need to be aware of your thoughts. Because if we're not aware of the thoughts, we don't know how to reframe them. So we say a lot of things without realizing that we say them. Sometimes it takes somebody else to point it out. A lot of times it does that. But once you notice, we all have a pattern. We're like, oh, why am I saying that? Why are those thoughts coming in my head? Because one of the first places that thoughts come up is just it's our own mental chatter. And we take it seriously. But let's say a thought comes in which you don't have control over in that moment. You can pay attention to it, but you don't need to speak it out loud. In fact, a lot of times, and like this has been a hard thing because it's weird in the English language, for example. So it's like, oh, I can't do that. Or and I will even reframe that sometimes when I'm sharing it. I'll be like, oh, my mind thinks that I can't do that. It sounds weird. But just that statement is that, oh, that's not me. That's just my mind. It's programmed like that which means that I can change that. But if I say I'm doing that, that's very hard to change. That is part of who I am. It sounds very subtle, but I can tell you your language determines how you show up. It makes you feel a certain way. It makes you show up a certain way. And consistent language. So it doesn't matter if you say it once in a while happens, you catch yourself, you laugh about it, great. But if you see something consistently and it's always putting yourself down or other people down or things like I should have done this, I can't do this. Like these, these are very key things to pay attention to. Noticing when you're critical in circumstances, I have been a lot. And sometimes, for example, my wife points, I was like, you didn't even hear me and you're already coming up with solutions and criticisms. And then in the moment I'm sitting there, I'm like, am I? I was just trying to do this. But then later on, when I think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, I was being an ass. <laughs> or when I'm sitting with my business partners and they come up with an idea, and my first instinct is because I'm frustrated with all the things that are happening. 
I'm like, no, that's not going to work. But I didn't even give, give them the space to process that. Like, we're all human. We're going to do this. But the more we become aware of it, the more we can pause and like, okay, let, let me hear this. I don't know. Maybe it will work. Which goes back to that humble piece of, I don't know everything or most things. And last couple of points, surround yourself with the right people. And by the way, these next two points does not work if those first few points don't work. If you're not connected to your vision and goals, if you don't know how to reframe your own thoughts, if you don't know how to face your challenges, you can surround yourself with positive people. Like it'll make you feel good, but it doesn't necessarily do anything. So you know how people say, well, be around the right people. Yes, it'll make you feel good, but to what end? Why are you around the people that you're in? If you really think about it, those people serve a purpose. You meet a person because you have a common path. You align in visions, align in values. You're creating something together. You meet a business partner for some reason. You meet a client that you're taking them on that journey. It sounds a little bit like transactional, but it's not. And when you actually look at it, we are with somebody with a purpose. We might not know the purpose, but there are reasons why we're with somebody. We're attracted based on certain qualities, certain values, certain things on that path. So why are you surround? First of all, yes, surround yourself with positive people, but connect it back to your vision. Positive people that take you closer to that vision. Now, you're going to find people in your life that are not connected to your vision. And a lot of people might say, well, just drop all those people. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. It could be your child. It could be your spouse. It could be other people. You can deal with a lot of those things, but while you're doing that, you can surround yourself with other people while you're working through this part. I personally believe in working through a lot of things. And because it's harder, a lot of people don't do it. But yes, there are times where times where you need to let go of some people. That's normal. In fact, think about the times when you were with a close set of friends from high school or early college years. How much did you hang out with them? And how much do you hang out with them now? Probably not that much because your life priorities, vision, all sorts of things have shifted. The last one, a lot of people put this first, but I don't think it comes first. Take consistent action and track. And I mean that on the personal side and professional side. The reason why I don't go towards action first is because if you are consistently negative with yourself, you're putting yourself down. You don't have a vision. You are surrounded by the wrong you are not facing your challenges and you say to yourself, get up, I'm going to take action. Great. In what direction? (laughs) It's like, where are you going? You could take action in a lot of different ways, but where are you going to go? You already are putting yourself down. It's as if it's like, what you need to do is climb this mountain that's 20 miles in that direction. But you're like, I'm going to take action. You go the opposite direction and you climb another mountain that has nothing to do with what you wanted to do. And you hate doing it because you don't care about it. So the action might be consistent, but is that aligned with you? Yes, it's important to take action and celebrate and track. And by track, I mean, know what you're doing every day, every week. That's, it's actually fairly hard to do as much as easier to sit, talk about it, but it's fairly hard to... Sit down and say, well, what? Are, like, if, if you were to kind of go back in the last two weeks, month, can you see what you did throughout the week? Most of the day. What were the memories that you made with your friends, family? What are the actions that you took towards your business, towards your investing path? What are the things that you were busy with for 40 hours or longer each week? 
it's very hard to answer those unless you have some way of tracking that. It could be a calendar. It could be a tracking sheet. It could be just you reflecting back on your week every week. It could be a journaling exercise, but you know what you're focused with. That helps you build intentionality. 